to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. So, um, I'm teaching tonight. Yeah. Hello. So <laughs> I am, I'm teaching tonight. You know what happened on it? Women's, um, I had, I, I taught like for a little bit and then Pastor Latasha spoke, you know, we both were teaching a little, but I had, I was, t- I was tossing between two, but God had me talk about self-will run riot, which is rooted in pride. So, but I had a pride teaching and then God started talking to me for the last couple of days and things got rewritten, renewed, because that's what God does. He says, well, I want to give fresh, a fresh new daily word bread to, to the, to the congregation, to the body. Right. So I was like, okay, so some things have changed. I don't, I'm not as familiar, which is fine because it's all about him. Right. So I want to pray. Um, Father. First, I I humble myself to you, Lord, and I know everyone here has a humble, open heart to hear what you have to say. Father, as you flow in this place and teach us about pride, I pray that your sword of truth pierces, severs anyone's heart that's that's facing towards pride, any any thoughts or or behaviors that are pride-filled. I just pray, Father, that... Your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit just pierces through everyone and just ministers tonight and that everyone receives something, that no one leaves here without a wonderful gift from you, Father, your word to speak to them during the week. Okay, so um, in Jesus' name I pray that. All right, so um, so like I said, I'm going to be talking about pride. It's a pretty touchy kind of topic. <laughs> and the first thing he said, he goes, ask anybody, are you haunted by pride? We're haunted by pride. You know, I know because he, listen, the, the, um, Paul talks about the, the flesh and the flesh is really pride. It's pride when the flesh wants its way and wants to fight against me. And that's, what's really happening. It's a spiritual battle and it's pride. It's really not my body. It's my, my body submitting to pride, to a spirit, spirit of pride, okay? So pride is the heart of the father of lies of Satan. It was found in his heart, and there's many stories in the Bible where pride is found in the heart of kings. And God talks to us throughout the Bible about the dangers of pride and what pride looks like, what it sounds like, what it acts like, you know, and what it desires, pride, what he, the, the, the spirit of pride, desires Satan. So I'm going to start by reading um, Romans 12, 1, 3. And I don't know, in the beginning of this, it talks, I, I'm, I started talking about how I had the inability to turn my life over to God because of pride. And there's still things in my life that I still have a hard time turning over because of pride, you know? And then when I'm faced with it in the pig pen, you know, smelling my own stuff, then I, 
I have a decision to make. And I want to talk a little bit about that first before we get into characters of pride and all that other stuff. So Romans 12, 1, 3 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. For you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. There's the first thing, you know, and pride wants us to worship ourselves. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. So first I have to learn a new way of thinking. Then I can know his will. All right? So that's these are, these are little keys, little trinkets, gems that we get in his word. Then you will know the know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that's his word. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me and each and every one of us, I give each of you this warning. Now, Paul's telling us this is a big deal. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest, honest, be sober in your evaluation of yourself. And I put sober. Measuring yourself by the faith God has given you. So pride seeks for himself. Pride seeks and worships himself, you know, wants to worship himself. And the reason why I'm saying himself is because I choose, you know, at first in ignorance, we're all born with a heart of pride. We want an Adamite, right? So until I learn, I don't know the difference, right? So that's why it's important that I get a new set of morals, values, and then I can get to know him and make some choices. But if I don't know what the kingdom of heaven is like, I'm still going to continue walking in that direction, walking towards pride, letting pride get a hold of my heart. Okay, so there comes a time in everyone's life, whether you're a believer or not, we all many times in my life that I come to I have to I, I come to find that I'm at a turning point, a crisis. And I shared a little bit about crisis at women's and I want to share a little bit more because I kind of dropped it and left it there. But I really think it's important because we need to know that a crisis is it could be good or it could be bad depending on our decision. And that's the big deal about a crisis. Right. So there comes a time in every life where we find ourselves at a turning point, a crisis, and you are faced with basically a decision. You're faced with yourself if, if you get to that bottom place where you need to be, right? A decision on which way to go. For the believer, the choice is my way, pride, self-will. I know I'm going to do it. You know, this is the way it's always been done and staying stuck in myself. That's because I'm my worst enemy, right? Or God's way. Jesus, the word, Holy Spirit, his way, his life, right? An unbeliever, when I was an unbeliever, I had no choice. Even if I made a good decision, it wasn't right, righteous. It was good, but it wasn't under God in righteousness. So it was good unto myself. So maybe the situation changed for temporarily for, for a while in a good way. But eventually, it came right back at me. Because wherever I go, I am when I'm in pride, right? And when I'm in righteousness, wherever I go, I am. So it works both ways. So a crisis is a calamity, a time of intense trouble where, where uh, difficult and important decisions must be made. You just can't, or somebody else is going to make them for you, right? They'll lock you up in, in a, either in a jail or in an institution, and then other people are making, and then... then outside of pride you get resentment 
a lot of things grow. So indicating either recovery, life, or destruction, death. So we always have choices. Our whole life is based on choices. Every decision I've ever made got me to this place. Thank you, Jesus. And him pursuing me, of course, he knew before I did. And all those things that I didn't choose, it was through ignorance for me. So a decision is the act or process of reaching a conclusion, a formal judgment, right? So, and what judges me today is God's word. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the way. If it doesn't line up with God's word in my life, if the choices that I, I, I wait for the choice that lines up with him, that's called yielding, submitting, waiting upon the Lord. Sometimes I don't know. And I still feel as long as there's turmoil, there's pride. There's something that I want that I don't want to let go of, that I want to do, control. And until I'm willing to surrender to God's way or even seek God's way, sometimes I'm stuck because I'm not seeking God. you know. And then I'm going to look for man's way and then I'm going to be mad at the man, person, place, or thing when it doesn't work out or it doesn't, uh, it's not eternal. It's only temporary. And then when it stops as far as it can go, I'm mad at whatever, the, the car manufacturer, the, the, my kids, whatever, whoever I'm, I'm relying on to, to make my situation better outside of God. Okay, so decisions based on what? Well, we base our decisions on the world, traditions, families, values, culture, friends, moral, the morals of that we grew up with, the morals that we learn with friends, with the world, everything, right? Uh, or the word of God, his truth, the way, and life, his morals, his traditions. That's why it's important to know the Bible from the beginning to the end because he tells us the solution throughout the whole entire Bible, right? And he also teaches us when we're going through something in many stories, everything he does is for our, for our good. Praise the Lord. So make a decision to turn. I have to make a decision. Everyone has to get to the place to make a decision to turn their will over to God, their will and their life. So my will is my thoughts, my, my soul, my mood, my emotions, right? And my life is my actions, how I'm living, my being, how I'm functioning in the day, right? Over to the care. And care, and God cares for us. The care of God is him um, supplying my needs. Him wanting to love me and and and, and care for me and, and keep me safe and, and all these things, right? Of God's will and his thoughts and his way and his life, right? Or the world, I have a choice. I can do it the way God laid it out for me or the world's way. So in Deuteronomy 6, 5, it says, um, it says, and you must, just like I must, make a decision, right? I must be able to do these things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. That's the Trinity. I shared about that too, about how the Trinity, I see the Trinity in everything, in his word, in even in on TV, everything I do. You know, I, I look for the Trinity. I look for him. And um, I can't turn my my life over. I can't turn my heart. I can't love God. Or trust God with all my heart, soul, strength. If pride is in the way. If pride is holding me, is trying to keep me from him and others. Those are signs and symptoms. And we're going to get into a little bit of that. So how do I learn? And in Proverbs, it says 3, 5, 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will straight, 
make straight your path. That's seek the kingdom first and his righteousness and all these things will be headed. That's just another way to say it. I'll say it again when we, when I read further. So in order to make the right decision that God tells, God tells us to seek the kingdom first and his righteousness and all these things will be added, right? But pride keeps me from seeking him and keeps me seeking me, things for me, everything I can get, I want, protecting things, uh, manipulating things just so that I feel some sense of peace, ease, comfort, the same care that God wants to offer me. I'm looking in all those other things in myself to care for myself. And it's very self-seeking. It's me looking at me all the time. Okay, so self-awareness. It's like, like, and I shared also again, like the selfies. We're in a world of self, selfie. I mean, even what we, how we talk. We could be at a table with a bunch of people and be taking pictures of ourselves, of our food, ourselves, looking at people, looking at who's, how many people are looking at me, Right? It's insane, but <laughs> lack of knowledge is our dilemma. So 1 Timothy 6, 17, 19 says, tell those rich in this, wor- in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. T- tomorrow, Tell them to go after God and piles, who piles on all the riches we could ever manage to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous if they do if they do that they'll build a treasury a treasury that will last gaining life that is truly life that gaining life that is truly life and i talk about it's here it's talking about the rich now i i did a little i was studying of course and then um listening to to pride uh uh people you know teachings and stuff so as I was listening, one um, preacher did a little, talked about a study about 100 people representing the whole world and how like 85 of them were managing, 85% of the world basically. And when, when it talks about rich in the Bible, it's talking about basic needs. It's not talking about money in the bank. It's talking about are you able to live your life with your basic needs? Okay, having extra money is there was only six out of the hundred that were beyond their basic needs. Okay, and that mostly in in America, right? We we would say we're probably all those six people probably lived here because we have the best, most fluent, prosperous country. So I would figure that they lived here too. Um, and then, so and then the income of thirty five four thousand dollars would make you rich. Would make you considered rich as the Bible is considering it, able to take care of yourself on a day, one day. So that's it. That's all it is. It's not, oh my God, that's why so many people can't identify because they don't know the difference. They can't think, well, I'm not rich. I can't have pride. Well, it's not that. It's, are you okay? Does God supply all your needs in a day? You're very rich. We're richer than all the money in the bank. Praise the Lord. So, uh so I was talking, like I was saying, like we have the iPhones and those are rich things. Those are very rich things, okay? And there are third world countries where some of them have it too. So they're not, they're even richer than it appears too in some places. There's only a little percentage that really is suffering. I mean, many, all of us are suffering without Jesus, but I'm saying in the in the third, it, third world countries are worse, definitely worse than us. I'm saying our six. We are a very, all of us can identify with this is what I'm trying to say because we're a prosperous country. 
And there are third world countries that are suffering and we need to help those people because we're called to help those people. We need to help them get to Jesus, see Jesus, accept Jesus, know Jesus, and then their, their, their systems will change and their, and their countries will change, all right? So it's not up to us to change it. It's up to us to uh, deliver a message, to give them hope, love, peace, access, solutions through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So when we're unwilling to be humble, like Jesus was not unwilling to be humble. He left. He left his throne for us. He left the kingdom to become us. It's like I, I describe it in our group, right? Like um, if you were asked to be a horse for a day or a dog for a day, right? And you have to live like a dog, eat like a dog, survive like a dog, and die like a dog. Would you do it? Most of us would be like, are you crazy? Why would I do something? That's exactly what he did. He came down as a human, which was a lot lower than who he is. But he did it out of love for us. So Jesus did it and listened to the Holy Spirit. We have a hard time listening to the Holy Spirit because we want I want to do it. It's my way. Right? I know this. I know better. Will keep you from giving up, surrendering your life, from giving up your heart, your soul, your spirit, your body, your strength. It, it prevents you... Pride prevents you from doing it. Even though we think we might be all in, you know, we get tested every day by, by the wiles of the world. You know, which I talked about on, on uh, Friday that we have the world against us, right? No, the, the, the enemy is Satan against us, the flesh in us, and the world around us. So it's all around us all the time, you know? And pride's in every one of those things. So it's always around all right so um so we won't surrender our fleshly desires is pride if i if if i don't want to feel pain if i don't want to talk to that person because they're annoying that's pride period right so pride is the manifestation of my desire my desire for pleasure a feeling of deep pleasure a satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievement of those which whom are closely associated or qualities or possessions that are widely admired, take delight, joy, pleasure for and in myself. It's self-seeking, not kingdom-seeking. All right? So um, it's, and then there's I am proud. Uh, to be proud and to feel proud are two different things. I just want to make that a little clear because people will say, well, well, uh, why can't I be proud of my kids? You can be proud of your kids. Just don't take the credit for it. You can say, I'm proud of what they've done. I'm, that's a great job what they've done. But I can't say, I'm proud of what they've done. I tutored them for six hours. I drove them to every hockey game. I did, you know, Then it becomes prideful and it changes everything. Pride stays humble. Being proud is humbleness. Being prideful is you know, unto myself, seeking myself. All right. Um, so the spirit of pride keeps me from receiving God's perfect will, his love. I can't receive when I'm in pride. Proverbs 11:2. when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom and wisdom is a loyal heart. Holy Spirit comes in us and he is wisdom. He teaches us. He guides us. He gives us. He transforms our heart to a loyal heart. That's what wisdom is. Because when you're loyal, you'll do anything. Right? So I want to be loyal to God. I want a loyal heart. Praise the Lord. Um, and it's spiritual maturity. It's just that there's nothing's going to turn my way away from him. That's spiritual maturity. I know and I believe and I'm not and, and I've received and I'm not 
going, and I'm not going to be deceived. How's that? Ooh, that's good. Whoop, whoop. Okay. <laughs> and I just want to clear that pride is sin. It's sin. Okay, so we need to make clear that, that pride is sin. So pride offends God. It turns your, your focus, your eyes, your seeking, your attention, your looking away from grace, the grace of God, who is Jesus, Holy Spirit, right? Jesus Christ. And onto me, onto, onto ourselves. And we can't be there because how can I say, oh, yeah, I, I know Christ, but I'm, I'm, I'm constantly seeking things for myself. He's in the kingdom, right? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Holy Spirit's in me. Holy Spirit wants to be with, where Jesus is all the time. So that means I'm disconnected somewhere and I need to, to uh, get connected with him and sit with myself, right? Sit with myself like in the pig pen with the prodigal son. I need to figure out, wait, it's better at daddy's house. I might not like all the rules, but I, I know I'm okay there. Praise God. So grace is simple elegance, a re- refinement of movement, courteous goodwill, the free and merit, unmerited favor of God. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory, right? To become more like Jesus, the, the ability through the Holy Spirit to become more like Jesus. How exciting is that? I mean, just knowing who he is and knowing what, what, he, what he, he's done for us and for, for God, Father God, excites me to know that I can be on his team. I can be with him doing those things, all right? Um, so it's being transformed into the image and likeness of God, our Father, Father God. So we will either work hard for an identity. I've said this, I think, in our group too, and I put it down because I think it's really profound. I don't think I said it twice, but I might say it twice here. We will either work hard for an an identity or work from our identity. We have to choose. So we can work hard to get an identity or we can work from I know who I am in him. Grace is God working in me and, and from me. Holy Spirit, God's character and nature, transforming me into his image and likeness. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for grace. So pride is Satan's work, is, is Satan working against me, even though I think, he, oh, it's, it's going to make you feel better, a little pill, or, you know, like he, convincing me, oh, God doesn't really say that, like he did with Eden, uh, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? Um, it, he's really, and it's his demons. So, right, so with, when grace is, is, God working in me and from me, that's Holy Spirit. That's God's character and nature transforming me into his likeness and image, okay? And then when I'm in pride, or pride wants to do to me is it's Satan. It's coming from the father of a hard heart, prideful heart. So who's your daddy? Is it God, love, or Satan, pride? Because that's basically our choice, right? Because he'll make you think it's all for you, but it's really for him because he's the king of it. He's the king of pride. So we think, oh, it's really his pride manipulating us because that's all he is, right? So, and pride is Satan working against me. And what are those? Those are the demons. Those are little devils, minions coming at me, you know? Oh, I'm better than that or I'm not good enough for that. That's pride. Everything I believe, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe all sin is stemmed from pride. That's my own, I'm... That's it. I'm saying it out loud. That's it. I'll probably <laughs> crucify me. It's okay. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? I die. Oh, <laughs> go to heaven. 
Okay, so privacy and Satan's character and nature. We get the same thing. You know, spiritual laws are spiritual laws, whether they're to Satan or to God, whether they're for the flesh or whatever we, we do, God says it's a law, right? So the king spoke. So we can either loosen or bind. So if I give Satan permission, the laws apply for him too. So his nature, his character starts to dwell in me, around me, out of me. And I start looking and acting like, Satan is Satan Satan. I don't know. I'm a woman. <laughs> I do. I start to act like my daddy, right? We we become heirs of what we sow into ourselves, what the seed is. If it's jealousy, it's jealousy. So um pride oh sorry. So James four four six says pride promotes strife. Where where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? That war in your members, you lust and you do not have. You murder and, and co- covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, because it's for ourselves when we're asking. So God's saying, even when you do ask, you're not really asking because it's not unto me, it's unto you, Right? That you may spend it on your own, on your pleasures. Adulterous, adulteresses. See? Do you not know that friendship with the word is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the the world. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Do you not know? Where am I? It's, oh, friendship with the world is enmity with God. Not the words. Sorry, I want to get back on that. Whoever uh, therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So we, when, when we're in pride or any kind of sin, any, anything that I want my flesh, that I'm giving into my flesh rather it, to God is sinful and I become an enemy. I'm in the enemy's camp and I'm participating with them. I'm, I'm, in, I'm marching in his army. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty much very dangerous. So... Um, and I'm going to tell you, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So, and, and the grace, the humble, the grace is the power and authority through Jesus, Holy Spirit in us. That's more grace for us to to do his will so that we can go into these places that we thought we can never go in. We can get up when we think we can't speak. We can do those things. You know, we can discern when we didn't know what the situation was really going on. And then we spend some time with him and all of a sudden we start getting revelation that the truth of what's really going on. Praise God. Right. So share about God. Oh, oh, oh so now I want to share about, <laughs> I was reading my notes. Um, let me just say it. Okay, so I want to share about, I shared it on, on Friday about the birds that we, that birds, birds, cattle, like God is directs. So, so the world is God directed, period. And humans want to direct the world. They want to direct their life and God, it's naturally God directed. He created everything. The, the lilies know how to grow. The birds know how to fly. The fish know how to swim, right? And birds all naturally fly south for the winter right in thro- in droves so say like a hundred thousand whatever you get two people 
together and you'll have a war because of pride. Because we have free will. That's a gift that we got, but we abuse it. We're not putting it on him, our free will. We're not, we're not seeking him with our free will. We're not loving the way we need to love with, the free, with our free will. We're not filling ourselves with the goodness and, and, the, and the, the perfect things that pleasure God so that we can be amongst each other in droves and get along. But pride separates us. Birds don't say, hey, I wonder why Charlie's flying two feet before me. He doesn't like me. No, birds don't care. They're doing what God tells them to do. But me, you know, I'll be like, well, why did they go? And I didn't, nobody called me, right? I mean, it just, it, it haunts us. But when we know, we can let go. We don't, the, none of that, it doesn't matter. Because I know who he, who, obviously he wanted me somewhere else. And if I feel secure in my heart, that I'm right where God wants me, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. And that's the peace that we get that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. So whenever there is ought between me and another person, there is pride, period. And if I know the ought or I'm feeling the ought or if I'm part, if it's in my life, it's me. That person might be guilty of something, but if I'm unforgiving, my pride. It doesn't matter what that person's doing because if I can just work on me, I can be around anybody then. Because I'm at peace. And the peace belongs in me. I'm not responsible for your peace. Okay? I am responsible to love everyone. And to be kind to people. So that they can experience the peace. That's what I'm responsible for. I can't change people. I can't force people. But I can be who God called me to be. In his image and likeness. And people will want more of it. Because oh come and taste and see. Right? What the Lord has done to me. <laughs> so pride looks for reasons to argue and yes it does people filled with pride care more about making a point than people they will sacrifice people to make a point sign of immaturity spiritual immaturity uh, no uh, that that preacher doesn't know what they're talking about i know in the who cares god has something in the pit of whatever sometimes you're in the pig pen and he's like you know, I really love, oh, if I, thank God. He can talk to me wherever I am. It doesn't matter. Nobody's perfect. So pride looks for reasons to disconnect, focuses on, on small reasons to disconnect rather than focus on things that can connect to, to each other, right? So we want to, oh, no, I can't get, oh, nope, nope. They, they do that. That person uh, uh, is uh, whatever, denominations, I don't know, Protestant, whatever. That That's silly stuff, right? But the enemy will make us think it's very important because God says in his word to be yoked alike. And that's different than I'm going to shun you because you're not thinking the way I think. Who says I'm right? I got a yoke. If you're a believer, we, we have one thing in common, Jesus. And that's all we need. Right? In that moment. I don't have to go, you know, do a million things with you, but we have something in common. Praise the Lord. And that connects. Jesus connects people. Holy Spirit grows and wants to be around people praise the lord right so um pride looks for reasons to condemn tormented and feel condemned they condemn others feel better about themselves they bring other people down okay or they want to feel better that they're not good enough so they bring people so high up oh i'll never be like that that's pride okay when others sin and and may even be glad they they're going to hell. Oh, I'm glad that person. You know, I'm hearing it a lot. On, thank you, Father God. 
this whole incident that happened in Texas. And a lot of the reporters are saying, I'm glad he's dead. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, we don't want anybody in hell. I mean, I'm praying. You know, I, I prayed for the family. I pray. I mean, I, that's not where I, I think God would want him to be. He's probably, I don't know. I'm not God. He may be there because of what he did, his heinous act before he, he did die. But that's not where God wanted him. So I say, forgive them, Father. They know not what they, I have to pray for those people that are talking that way. Right? So pride looks for reasons to show off knowledge. Pull things out of context to show other world, others in the world how well I know the word. I am informed. I study. I study the word. I know who I am. A bragger, boastful, very vain. Okay? Pride takes everything personally, gets defensive, believes everyone is talking about them. Either that or nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm going to go eat worms. Okay? And that's self-pity. And then we grow into, then pride is starting to grow some other roots and the tree's getting bigger. We don't want that kind of tree. So, uh, let's see. Pride takes things personally. We did that. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, pride feels right all the time. Causes fights even. Nope, that's not the way it is. They're stubborn, right? Gets upset when others disagree. I can't go back there. No, they, they don't, they don't understand, they don't get me. Hmm. Well, I probably said that before because I came really quickly in my mind. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. <laughs> Pride believes that I probably did, especially in, in the program because, you know, I had a transformation. I've been in the program a long time and they knew the old nature and now they see a new nature and I'm like, I had to, I had to work on my face. It was brought to my attention, thank you very much, Kelly, that people were watching me because I shared so profoundly about God, the kingdom. People watch, and I would go, not nice, prideful, rolling my eyes because somebody was not even making sense, okay? It's not my job to judge that person. But pride came in, okay? So pride believes their desire is most important. What I wanted, what I want is important. Me first. No, let's go do this first. Let's do that. They want everything for themselves, right? Pride wants the other person to apologize. And we have, I've, we've been shown before Christ, you know, to forgive others that we are to make an amends. But <laughs> until I understood God, an amends was, you know, I'm really sorry I did that when you blah, blah, blah. It's not, that's not sorry. It's not, I'm sorry I did it because that happened or, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was being selfish or whatever it is. It changed everything. I don't go to somebody with an amends and say, well, if, if, if that would have happened, then I, I acted like that because. It doesn't work like that. Okay, that's not an amends. An amends is owning it. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You need to get your side straight. You're, you're clear in that. So, um, pride is negative and critical. People avoid you. Arrogance, murmur, and complain. I was, oh my Lord. And I know when I call Mr. James Wrench, I know by how he responds in silence, if I'm murmuring and complaining, and then I repent. 
but it hasn't happened in a long time, which is a beautiful thing because I really started to look at that and repent for it and start praising God whenever I'm in it, that complaining mode. And it usually comes out as a list. I got to do this and then I got to do that. And this person did that. Blah, blah, blah. And I have this list of just complaining about how, really how good my life is. But to me, I'm seeing it upside down, you know, and I got to get great, grateful gratitude list. Right. Instead of the greedy list. Praise you, Lord Jesus. They're all coming out tonight, my little <laughs> slogans. There is. Oh, Lord. I just love you so much. <laughs> okay, so we murmuring and complaining instead of humility, grateful, and encouraging. We People that are depressed are prideful. Just saying it. Depression is pride. Okay? Do not fight pride with, fi- with, with pride. It takes humility, the character of love, God. To defeat pride. So pride begot pride. I can't even believe you said it, right? And what is begot? Heir. Offspring. Produces. Generates. Matthew 1, 1 through 17 talks about Jesus' genealogy, right? Whatever we sow, we're going to reap. It's going to grow, right? And then, so don't be surprised. And if you see pride in a situation, (laughs) you put it there. Too. Even if somebody comes at you and you ate it, you allowed that seed in there. So that's why you're being affected. Pull it out. Ask God to reveal it. Show you. He will shine his word on it. He will shine his light. Praise the Lord. That's how you do it. So James 4, 7, 10 says, humility cures, cures worldliness, vanity, pride. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Get pride out of the heart. Okay? You double-minded. And that's, you know, sometimes we think we're doing good, but we're, and it looks good, and it feels good, and other people are like, oh, that's so nice, that's so good, but it's for the wrong reasons. It's not righteous. Praise God. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So you, we need to stay under God all the time. There's no, I have to be low. I have to know my position in, in, in the kingdom with, with the king. Okay, whenever I think I'm like, boop, move over God. <laughs> Things start happening in my life that aren't very good. Okay, Jesus is our example of what humility looks like in the flesh. Humility grows integrity and grace of God. Praise the Lord. Have the mindset, have a mind of Christ. Give up your divine privileges, and we talked about the riches, right? All those extras outside of our needs, and empty yourself to others. Get up, wrap a towel around your waist, and wash feet. We said this in our group. We've been working on pride a lot. We did a whole teaching on pride. So, I, you know, and our group has, I see the change in our group. I mean, it's incredible. Incredible. And there's some people here that can attest to this. There's been an incredible shift in, in the group because everyone, because we started looking at ourselves instead of everybody else. Praise the Lord, right? And how can I change so that this can be a better place, a better world, a better group, a better house, a better job. Not everybody else has to change and then I can deal with it. It doesn't work that way. We got the solution. Praise the Lord. 
I'm not trying to yell at people because I don't yell at people anymore. <laughs> so we give up our divine privilege and empty ourselves, okay? We wash other people's feet. God calls us to humble ourselves, not I'll humble you. He wants each and, and each one of us individually to humble ourselves. It's a choice, a personal choice that I have to make for my life. I can't expect, well, when that person humbles themselves, then I'll think about it. It doesn't work. If only they knew they should humble. It's not my business. Right? I pray for that person. I pray for anyone that I that I see suffering. That I, I, I say, God, send your laborers. Send those angels to minister. Open the lights. Let them get see a billboard. I don't care how it gets to that person. Get it to them. My son has given me messages he doesn't even know. I'm like, boom, boom. Revelation, Holy Spirit, out of, and he's a kid, right? But when you know Jesus, when you know Holy Spirit, when you know him, you know what he sounds like when he's talking to you. You know that message is for you. Praise the Lord. So we humble ourselves to be free from pride and sin in ourself. In self, it's in me, I, my sin, not yours, Okay? When you, when it doesn't matter, it, you could change tomorrow and be the best person in the world. If I'm still miserable, I'm still miserable, right? If I'm still seeking those old things, then you know what's going to happen. I'm just going to say, oh, well, I'm not interested in that person because we're not thinking alike. We're not, you're, you're going in a different direction. So first Peter five, five, seven says, submit to God, resist the devil. Likewise, you younger people submit yourself to your elders, serve. And, and I put in parentheses this serve and honor your elders, Take direction, speak, confess, talk to have someone, accountability, okay? Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So he supplies my needs. It's like in the beginning when I was talking. You know, I need someone to care for me. I need a savior. Only Jesus can do that. I've already tried money, relationships, jobs, education, all of it. None of it. It all got to a a limit because it's not eternal. Even here on the earth. See, but we are. And his resources are even here on the earth, which is so much greater because it's never ending. Praise the Lord. So we humble is less of me, more of you. It's meekness. It's lower than God's submission to God. It's yielding when we're humble, okay? It takes humility, lowness, submission to unlock, to loosen God's grace on in and through your life. Praise God. It's a sign of humility to submit to others by age, whether it's age. Sometimes, you know, somebody has been on the earth a lot longer than you. And you got to respect that. Because there is some things that, at listen, I, I didn't know what I, it, it just life experience, whether, and this is in the natural, this is a law, spiritual law, let's just say it, okay? I don't know what a 100-year-old knows, and I can never know what a 100-year-old knows until I get there. But I, that 100-year-old might have some information for me at 50, because, I, you know, 54, I could say, well, what, what, what did you do at 54 when you retired, or whatever it is that I'm looking to do, Right? I got to get humble and know that everyone is a gift. Everyone has something to give, offer each other. Okay? Um, by experience, by gender. Sorry, women. But 
the man is the Godhead. In the house, I believe, this is going to be on a tape forever. <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe even in, in um, running big nations and, and countries and stuff, it really... It could go out of order in in certain things. I don't want to go into that, but we have to submit, okay? That's all I'll say. Oh, Jesus. Okay, by position. You know, my boss is my boss for a reason, all right? Whether I like it or not. What The pastor, leaders, um, like we want our children to, to submit to elders, to, to, to our leaders, we have to do the same things. We are a power of example. I can't expect everybody else to, even in my group, I'm, and I don't consider we're all the same. We all teach. We all do everything. But So God put it, put it in my house. Just because it's my house doesn't mean I'm, I'm above anything or, or anything. We're all in this together. But people respect my house. People come in, and they know their position in my house. I don't, I'm not on anybody, but they, everybody knows their place. I mean, it's just a natural thing because they're kingdom citizens, all right? And that's what God's saying. We need to be aware of ourselves and who we're representing. We're wearing daddy. So um, by position and by maturity, take direction, correction from spiritual leaders, men and women of Christ followers, okay? And I'm talking about even in our finances and, and, and things like that, uh, whatever it is in our business or our ministries, we go to people and we tell them we're, we, maybe there's some things going on and somebody's had a ministry for 30 years and you go, and I know I do. I, I seek my elders. I seek counsel. I, I, there's nothing that when something happens, I'm, I'm usually on the phone or sitting with someone talking about it. Okay. And not about the person, place or thing about what's going on in me and how can I adjust to this situation? Not change everybody, but me. Okay? Yes. Amen. So love of God sees the soul of a, of a person, not their possessions. Oh, they see a, a possession. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's a sign of humility to submit. Okay, we did that. Love of God sees the soul of a person. So if love of God is in you, you're going to see the soul of a person, right? You're not going to see what they have. You're going to know their heart is where their heart is. Because that's what God is, we're discerning. Holy Spirit's in us. He's going to tell us. And we're going to also know where maybe we can love them more or give or, or lead or, or, you know, make a suggestion. Whatever it is, God will use you when you have his, his heart, his love in you of a person, not possessions. Jesus was sent to give us a position, not possessions. He came here and we get all the possessions of uh, promises of of the kingdom but first we need to know our position in the kingdom none of that that's not what that wasn't his primary concern because he knows daddy takes care of all your needs he's not worried about what you're driving but he's worried about how who you identify as do you identify as a a, a, a christ follower a believer believer is very general and we know them okay but a christ follower a, a, a kingdom citizen knows the kingdom knows what the king loves and wants and desires and pleasures the king and lives according. Very different. Praise you, Lord. 
right? So, pride, uh, so you, your position of service. So pride keeps you from receiving all the promises of God. His yes and amen. It is finished. And that's when I'm settled. You see, I will wait, yield, and rest in the Lord until my heart feels settled in a situation. When it's restless, irritable, anything's going on, I'm called to just stay low. That's how he told me. Stay low. Stay low. Under him. Under his wing. And let him just care for me and teach me as as I'm going through the whatever it is right I don't have to run in and and grab pride and and then just like self will run right all over the place cuz that's what pride grows into because it's a tornado right so um Galatians 6 8 says for the one who so who sows to his flesh his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life praise you lord jesus we have to choose decide to walk in step with the flesh with flesh pride or spirit of love the flesh is sinful nature produces fruit of pride and there's 50 fruits that we did we did several teachings but then we and i did i did um everybody can have one afterwards it's a test it's like a little quiz so it's personal take it and maybe you can have a conversation with the lord and ask him get honest with yourself with yourself so that he can get himself in you praise the lord right in those areas (laughs) okay so we choose and we produce so love the we it's either we choose pride or or love god world satan Ephesians 2, 1, 3 says, And you were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you were once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and of the mind, and and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind so what are passions this strong and barely controllable emotions for my will or god's will it's good to have passions but who are they unto are they unto myself or are they unto god it's good to be uncontrollably excited to serve the lord to serve someone that's not a bad thing but it's bad when i put it on me and i make it about me okay then it becomes the wrong direction so Holy Spirit, God, nature produces fruit of God, love for others. That's the fruit of God. He summed it all up for us in 1 Corinthians 13. Those are his characteristics. That's who he is. And it's all love. He is love. Ephesians 5, 8, 11 says, For you were once darkness, but now, but now you, are, you, are light in the, in the, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. The fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, and I put to be, is, because it's slanted, so I wanted to look it up. So I looked it up, and it's to be. So the spirit is to be all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Not people, okay? They're not talking about people because they need us. But it's the unfruitful works of darkness. Don't We don't need to break bread with demons and 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 entertain them and fight with them but we need to help those people that are suffering because of them 
that that's not like a ticket to like oh well they're not saved I can't be around them that's that then you're defeating the God's whole purpose for our life and that would be prideful hmm. so darkness but rather expose them and what that means expose children of pride expose those little babies you know expose them and they know what they need a hug and then blah, 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 they turn into this beautiful little flower right of love that's how we defeat pride praise god so we expose them in me first don't go around exposing things when you got them <laughs> okay because then it'll be a bad thing so we expose them in me first god will use me to help others but first he needs me to understand who what it is i'm battling who i am in him my strength in him my boldness in him my everything all my supplies are from him i can't go into a situation without him if i do i'm gonna get devoured i am because he is the victory without him i don't have him i don't have victory he has to be with me so um ask holy spirit to show you with what the plank in your eye looks like what it is what it is show search my heart oh lord for pride search me for anything that goes that's not of you and he will that that delights he loves that 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 we're the apple of his eye he loves when we go to him and say dad how can i how can i serve you how can i be more like you how can i love the way you love he wants us to come to him and he said in the beginning when i read because we don't ask and when we do ask we ask for the wrong reasons so ask and ask because you want to serve him and others, not because of ourselves. So we have been regenerated, born again by the Holy Spirit, but we need to also be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, we can walk around and say we're born again, born again, born again, but it's a daily filling of the Holy Spirit. Every day I ask God, just fill me with a fresh anointing, with a fresh filling of who you are and who you would have me serve today. All right, I can't do it on yesterday's manner. Thank you. I can't do it on yesterday's manner. Right. Nobody likes yesterday's manner. And we don't have to because we're rich. Right? We don't have to live like that. Praise God. So Ephesians 5.18 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand unwise without the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's the only wisdom that I know. So when I'm unwise, that's because the, the Holy Spirit's not, cons- I'm not consulting with the Holy Spirit but understand what the will of God is and do not be drunk and that's sober it's not only drunk on alcohol it's drunk intoxicated by spirits right under the influence of anger jealousy rage bitterness all those things unforgiveness that's under the influence it's mind mood altering spirit mood altering body mood altering it is they are that's why they come to kill, steal, and destroy. And they'll try any way they can. And it's spirit, soul, and body that they're after in any way they can. Okay? And we talked about that on Friday. Sin, sickness, disease. Sin is Jesus battles the sin in my life. He saved me out of the sin. And then from that, and then I have um, sickness. That's all my thinking. It's pretty sick thinking. Holy Spirit helps me with that. Right? And then disease. Uncomfortable body dis-ease that's father god he's he's my body my body starts to transform and be in his image and likeness and i get be in health amen 
So um, Jesus never called the disciples to change their character. Never did. He just said, follow me, right? He called them to follow him. By the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we are able to follow Jesus because the Holy Spirit will sanctify, make holy you and your mind will be renewed. He's the one that changes our character. Holy Spirit. Okay, so, you know, we can follow Jesus or think we're following Jesus until the cows come home. But without the Holy Spirit, we can't even get close enough. I want to be right where Jesus is. I want to be seated right next to him. Right? I don't want to be in the, you know, another way I describe it, I'll say it. I knew you were going to, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, the way God explained it to me, years ago was so say you're you're at a coliseum and you're like four blocks away but you hear the music but you can't you're you're far away you're not there and jesus is in the coliseum and you're like yeah yeah i i I know jesus i know yeah i know he's in there yeah and then you're maybe two blocks yeah he's louder yeah i know him i know oh you know him too yeah yeah then maybe you're in the coliseum but you're not in the in the arena you're on the exterior and he's loud and, you know, and then, and then maybe you're in the stands, but you're all the way up on top. And you see, this is the thing. I want to be where I'm so close to him that he says, hey, Luann, how are you? Amen. Right? It's not like all the way down there and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to heaven. No, I want to know him that close. So as Jesus never called us, to, uh, the Holy Spirit sanctifies us and renews our mind and transforms us, our, our character the mental and moral qualities distinctive, and that's what character is, to an individual, we will resemble the image and likeness of God if we continue our walk with the Holy Spirit and we submit to the Holy Spirit. We have to be obedient to God's word. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. They're just words. The head head knowledge, heart knowledge. Head knowledge doesn't, it just, it's the I know, the tree of good and evil, the knowledge. That's all it is. And we're not supposed to be eaten from there. The tree of life. And all the other things in the garden I can have with, with the Lord. So, and that's humble. That's patience, tolerance, all those. Okay? So, Holy Spirit works. I'm almost done. Works on attitude, not action. Actions change when attitudes change. Father God gives direction. God works an a- on action of the heart. It's God. Then Father God does, does his part, right, with us. Do only what he hears the father does it says right so when god when jesus said that i only do what the father tells me that's when we start getting into action okay but if i'm not hearing what the father tells me i'm acting on my own accord on my own will and that's not a good thing for this woman okay so um galatians 5 23 oh i'm sorry let me just say this attitude is the feeling about something or someone typically that is reflected in a person's behavior, our mindset. So if I'm not listening, Father, Son, Holy Spirit in me, if I'm not one with the Father, in one accord with the Father, I'm going to be off in my mindset, all right? I'm not going to have the it is finished, the settled feeling, and and knowing that who I am in him. I'm, I'm going to be an, an identity crisis. That's a whole other teaching that I have. One day I'll probably do that. <laughs> but that's where I'll be, right? So Galatians 5, 22, 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit, oh, so with the fruit, we will feed others. Let me just say this, and wash others' feet. God grows his fruit in us as we humble our hearts to him. If we don't have a humble heart, we have a pride heart, he, we can't give and love to others. Our heart is where the garden soil 
is our arteries are the are the roots that flow through us. Okay, they grow. Where are they growing in us? That's how I look. I see everything metaphorically. He gives me visions. You know, all those the way to put it. I, when I read the word, it's like we're inside of a tree, right? Our heart is the garden, and then all the blood vessels, the arteries, those are all the roots that we that we have, and they should be unclogged. Can't have clogged arteries because then we'll get a heart attack. Okay, so remember, giving of self to God and others overcomes pride. Galatians 5, 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. You are, we don't have to worry about anything when we're living in that. We don't have to worry about even demons trying to come and get us. No, they can't. We're walking in love. Okay. He, they've been defeated. They're not going to come after something. They, they already lost. Praise God. So God gives us an opportunity every day to sow, grow, and go out into the world. God says, choose wisely. Life, spirit, or death, flesh. In Deuteronomy, I'll end with this. Deuteronomy 30, 19, 20 says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to to give them. So, Father God, thank you so much for this time with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done. And I just want to bless everyone, and I pray that everyone here, some, everyone, not just anyone, not just one, but all of us, you said all, all of us, receive something from you today so that we can take that treasure out as we walk um, the rest of the week out, and we just can bless and serve you, Lord, and bless others and serve others in your name, Jesus. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you. Yes, amen. the kingdom